Triple M Breakfast thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Hurry into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale. Shop our huge range of big brand fragrances at the lowest prices. Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Caxton Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros and the Caxton Hotel on 104.5 Triple M and the Listener App. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Hello podcasters, you can get in touch with us anytime. The number is 0484101045. That is who Terry in Maruka texts us talking Lawnmower injuries. So we talked about this today because we're doing Movember. If your lawn is looking unruly or just your garden in general, get in touch. Text the burner phone and we can sort you out. But that we spun that off into people who've lost limbs. Leg amputations you'll hear coming up from lawnmowers, Mark. Toes, feet ripped apart. And here's Terry from Maruka, Mark. Sorry, I couldn't... You're emotional about this injury. I, I couldn't phone... So I couldn't phone during the lawnmower injuries. <laughs> phone up. But once upon a time... Once upon a time, it's like a fairy tale. I lost a big toe because of mower blades. Yeah, well, that's how it started out. My mate lost his toe when he was 11. Never wore thongs ever oh, again. No. I know. That is actually an Australian tragedy. That's I know. Sad. I know. Don't tell me he had to wear Crocs instead. No, Masua That's sandals. That's even more of a no, tragedy. Masua sandals. He was an early adopter. Is that Sven? Yeah, you buy him at Chemist. I don't know what <laughs> the brand's is, called. Whoever made that trendy, it's probably the same person that made Crocs trendy. Yeah. We used to wear Masua's in grade 12 around with our, you know, like our school jerseys. Well, that's a disgrace. Was, if you had all your cool. toes as an Australian and you weren't wearing thongs, that's on you. Hold on, back to his toe. So he lost a big toe because of mower blades. What happened, Terry? Well, it was three weeks after I went to my podiatrist for a foot wart. Turns out the mower blades are a bit, way better at getting rid of warts than a podiatrist is. <laughs> you had to get rid of the whole toe as well. Hold on, so he had a wart on his big toe, did he? So he just ran the mower over it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems excessive. That's so dude. triple oh M. God. That's over the top. <laughs> Racing. Racing, all right. There was plenty of noises around the racing. Did you have one, Blake, you, you appreciated? Oh, this set the tone for me for the day, Margot. I know you and Corey were down at Flemington. Um, you said Corey. Yeah, Corey gave it a red-hot crack. I don't know if he gave it as much of a crack as this Irish bloke. This is how you start the Melbourne Cup and how you finish it. Yes. Just holding yes. two beers at about 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> yes. Yes. There were winners and losers yesterday at the hey, Cup. I just won 300 bucks from a 35 Hey, I had a horrible day. Yeah, that sums up Australia yesterday. Now, what did you say, Corey? You were actually at the track, at Flemington. We we were at the track. We were very lucky enough to... uh, Peter Volandis actually got us into the Tabcorp suite uh, in the birdcage with Michael Innes and his beautiful wife, Simone, and we all got on number three. We realised that number three was the horse of the day. Like, number three kept winning all the races. We were like, there's something in the three. So anyway, we got on the three without a fight and uh, it kicked for us and and brought us home some cash until my girlfriend realised she only put five bucks on it to win. (laughs) Oh, but you can still she make goes, a lot of noise. Five dollars, is that it? Was paid eight bucks, wasn't it? Was yeah, Forty bucks. Yes, yes. But not the way Corey went off no, during the race. Corey celebrated. Oh, This is a $5 bet, remember? It's a seemingly intelligent man. 
So we all didn't realise because we had a little kitty going, you know, we were putting five, ten, hey, twenty yeah, bucks yeah, bets yeah. on, you know, each race that someone got to pick Morfittville or you Tuka or wherever it yeah. was. Um, and we didn't realise that Corey was betting separately uh, on oh. his TAB app, oh, um, nice. putting his own bets on. So we were like, oh, Jesus, excited for five dollars. And then we realised that he had had his own bet on, yep. um, which was much more decent than our five dollar bet. So he was excited because he won. Well, Marto and I weren't on the three. We're going to bum steer from Michelle Payne, who won oh, in 2015, the jockey. But listen to this. How could you not bet on this horse, number 21, after she said this about it? I'm with right down the bottom, number 21, future history. He's a beautiful, big, strong staying type with a really big girth on him. Excuse me. Ooh. You and I both ended up chasing our trifectas. We changed yeah. everyone. She must know what she's talking about. Did Corey have a 21 on his back? Oh, no. Oh, I did get on the 21, though. I put uh, I put 10 bucks to win on, like, 12 horses just because oh, I no. couldn't make a decision. Oh, no. We got so many tips. Hey, listen, there were some pretty excited people, but I reckon this, Eddie McGuire, straight after the race, he found Mark Zara, the jockey of Without a Fight, found his sister. Have a listen to her. I can't play the whole thing because it goes for too bloody long. Hey, if you reckon Mark Zara's pumped out, welcome and meet his sister, Claire. <laughs> Last year, what about this year? Tell me about this. He's jumped off last year's winner, jumped on this year's winner. Yep, we backed him. Our family backed him. He knows what he's doing. Really, is excited. Okay, okay, Corey that's Parker. Enough. That's enough. Of it. And yep, we trust him. I said to my husband, "No, that's enough." That's a horse. He said, "You're brother." Oh, oh, that's enough. That's enough. Actually, what about the jockey, Mark Zara, when he hop up there? Amazing. One last year on one horse, one this year on another horse. An epic ride. You drew barrier 16 and you were on the fence after a couple of hundred metres. Um, yeah, well, it's a long way, 3,200, and some people want to sit one off, but I just jumped to the fence as soon as I could. Oh, that's enough. That's enough. Is that weird mumbling underneath? I think it was, was a producer or something Zara, in someone's last ear. Last winner. Yeah, it was last a producer talking. Somehow we went there. More importantly, <laughs> all right, crazy. any kid he's going to school today and worried about your confidence in anything, have a listen to the way he adopted because he'd never won a Melbourne Cup until last year. Can you believe you're standing back here again? No, I can't. I, I must say, I reckon winning one helps you a lot. Like, you're just so much more confident, you know? Like, because if you haven't won one, you're like, I might never get the chance, I might never get the chance. When you won, you're thinking, if I stuff it up, I've still got one at home to go home to. It's not the end of the world. So you can ride with a lot of confidence. <laughs> if I stuff it up, that'll do, me. I've still got one, one home one to go home, home to, at least. Is that not put to bed? You've got to lose one to win one? You've got to win one <laughs> to, to win keep another one. Just... And, and they said, oh, you know, you'll be your little daughter at home. She said, yeah, what happens last year? They got took their little Melbourne Cup home and they put one of, what's those things you buy at the server, the little eggs, the chalky eggs? Oh, Kinder Surprise. They put one of them oh. inside. She grabbed the Kinder Surprise and threw the Melbourne Cup over oh. <laughs> across the room. <laughs> Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. Hey, listen, uh, did you, we were talking about Albo being a FIFO worker. We rarely see him in Australia these days. He's over in China at the moment because China summons the, uh, the CEO of their quarries. They said, <laughs> where's the boss of our quarry? Can you send him over to 
headquarters, so Albo went over. And <laughs> I think front- last week, did you the other day you called it good brown nosing? Oh, he was brown nosing with it. You should. Oh, Margot, you should have seen it. Them. He walks, you know, doing the official walk <laughs> and the handshake. It's like a Mr. Bean at one of Mr. Bean's movies. Anthony no. Brown, Anthony Brown Benizi. I just Brown Benizi is good overseas. FIFO elbow. Anyway. They were buttering up nicely, and this is classic uh, brown-nosing response, etc. People were saying that uh, we have a handsome boy coming from Australia. Um, I think I'll let that one uh, go through to the keeper. He's just yeah. a normal How about referring Good to the analogy. Prime Minister of another country as a handsome, handsome boy. boy? That is so condescending. That was they the interpreter's us, voice. Uh, is, that because, is that because they couldn't remember his name? Oh, yeah. oh, the fella. You know that guy from Down Under? <laughs> the, the handsome boy? <laughs> the fella from Down Thank you to that fellow. All right. How dare you oh, lot on Triple M make these comments about our Prime Minister. It's disgraceful. Respectful. Because, sorry. Yeah, he's not brown-nosing. He wanted to clarify the relationship between China and Australia. Positions are put openly, constructively, diplomatically and respectfully. Yeah. What? I don't know what that means. He sounds like that Kamala Harris chick from America just going not around in sense. circles, not making Saying sense. Saying words. Just and an anyway, auto Someone wrote that for you. Surely that's all over. After the American trip, after China for five days, time to come home and take care of the... Co- what? Where are you going now? Well, this leg of the trip may be over for the Prime Minister, but the mission continues. He is bound for the Cook Islands and the Pacific <laughs> Island Forum. He'll speak with some of our nearest and small... Is he on a cruise ship, is he? <laughs> is he just a part-timer? Is he on the new P&O? No, he needs yeah. a rest after the big quarry meeting. Oh, so. I think he's got yeah. a gig. How about you come home? Yeah, he's got a gig as Elvis tonight, I think. He'll be on a P&O <laughs> yeah. cruise liner. He's busy, Albo. fix what's going oh. on here in our own country, you idiot. Got to wash that brown off. Triple M breakfast. Hey, listen, while you guys were having uh, an outstanding day at the races for each of you yesterday or out and about, there was trouble going on where you used to live, Dan, down at Mermaid Beach. Yeah. Did you see this with the... Someone uh, told me yesterday, mate. Well, it starts like this, Margot. Around 6.20, police were called to check on a man slumped over in this car. Very quickly, things escalated. As police were speaking to the male person, he grabbed one of the officers and brandished a firearm that threatened both of the officers. Next thing I heard, I could hear the lady, the police lady was like screaming, gun, gun. It's 150 oh. metres from my old house. Someone at the oh, lunch yesterday it? said, you'd be happy you moved. And I'm like, oh. what do you mean? And they went... Oh, you didn't know about it. Well, it happened nearly oh. exactly 24 hours ago yesterday morning. And then... The good thing was, though, they had uh, foreign witnesses. There's nothing better than a foreign witness on the Gold Coast. Very um, transitional area to live. His next target, mechanic Chris Launay, seen here diving from a truck. He'd just been confronted by the gunman. I decided to try to lock him with my car. And uh, him turn around, open the door, jump in the passenger seat and point a gun on my face and say, drive, drive. Drive, drive. So if you've got scary. a Renault, I think we know where you go to service it to that place. <laughs> it still sounds sexy, even though it's horrific, doesn't I know. it? I rock him with my car He's... and then I, I make love to him sweetly and he stops. Right, back to genuine Aussie, Aussie eyewitnesses. He jumped in the car and then I didn't see the gun, but then I, saw, I was literally in front of the truck watching what was going on and then he just saw the gun pointed at him and he started saying, drive the effing truck, drive the truck, like this. And I was like, oh, no, and I know Chris. I know Chris. Yeah, he was the bloke who owned the van, the French guy, and then there's this, and then he owned a gym over the road. So there was all all sorts of crap going on near your old place. Jesus. And then it continued. Chris and Paco then tried to take down (laughs) the armed man. (laughs) 
I couldn't see the gun. I was just saw him wrestling, and then I started wrestling too, like helping China. And then that's when I saw the gun. So we both started wrestling, and the, the guy broke free and literally pointed the gun at me. And I was just like, hey, 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 hold up, hold up. Hold I up. think the French were oh eating croissant yeah, and having a red wine at that baguette. stage. Luckily, I had a three-day-old baguette. It was very hard, so I mixed with he love, and he stopped again. <laughs> Can you stop saying making love? This is a serious incident. Because have a close listen to this. The guy, so the guy's done the runner again, so he's taken off. Listen to when he got hit by a car here, okay? Taking off around the corner, the now highly agitated and desperate man tries to stop this white car. It speeds off. <laughs> oh. Did you hear him get hit? Oh, <laughs> That's the gun guy. Oh. Do it again, do it again. Taking off around the corner, the now highly agitated and desperate man tries to stop this white car. It speeds off. The, the white car's going, no, no. you're not hopping not into stopping. my yeah, car. Yeah, play on, I reckon. Oh, all right, can you play the uh, song where it's uh, the Do You See? The Hoodoos. Yes. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say... You're full of ice. If you've been hit by a car and you get up and go some more. There's one final frantic attempt to steal a taxi. Quickly, though, the man is outnumbered, mm. tackled to the ground, <sighs> pants around his ankles. Oh, what? yes. <laughs> Why are his pants around his ankles? Well, he wasn't uh, wearing a belt. They're around his ankles because I need to make sweet love to him again. <laughs> no. to him down. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast. Don't adjust your phone if you're Internet isn't working. You haven't been banned from the internet for punting too much yesterday or anything. It's an Optus nationwide outage. So it's not you. It's them. They'll hopefully have it sorted soon. They're working on it. Clearly not affecting Margot Parker, Marto. I can see her up on the, <laughs> the Zoom screen now because she's in Melbourne in a Live hotel room. from Melbourne. With Corey Parker snoring behind her. She's staring intensely at her phone. You He's must, still asleep. You yeah. must be with Telstra, mate, because it's still working. Because oh, I can see you. Just, Are you looking at pictures of yourself from I yesterday? I just sent you both some pictures on your phones. Open them up and have a little look. Because yesterday I gave my husband one job. I figured out early on that the headpiece I went with was... Um it was like it was gold, hard gold metal leaves, right? It was a bit of a halo that went up over my head, like a bit of a headband. Um, and I noticed early that my hair was getting caught in the gold leaves, and so it kind of looked like I'd been, oh. you know, electrocuted to some degree. You look like young Einstein. Yeah, I look like young Einstein. And so I'd said to Corey at the hotel before we leave, "Can you make sure today when we're getting photos, mm. I'm going to look to you and go, is my hair okay? Is it stuck in my headband or is it good?" He looks good. He looks great, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't because my hair is stuck in all of the photos and particularly there's one photo there but with the two of us but all the other photos he took. So he's looking at me no, but with his eyes and then through the camera we don't look and at not, no. not noticing that my hair... We just look at the general colour and go, I know who that person is. We looks don't look... like I've stuck my finger in the toaster and so every photo no. I got yesterday, my hair is wild no. and crazily stuck up in my bloody halo. Marto, and now I can't is, use any of those photos. Is there a chance you're what, like what? me? If I saw a girl like that, I wouldn't say anything because I no. think that's part of the look. Yeah, she no. probably And I'd that. look like an idiot what, to going, look hey, crazy. your hair's yeah. in your face at her. She goes, oh, you idiot, that's the style. Yeah, and I go, oh, sorry, no. sorry. I don't we don't know. know what's in. We have no idea what's no. going on. They're wearing me. shorts to the races now in the, like, the classy areas. No one knows what's that's going different. on. That's different. But this, my hair, he had one job all day to just make sure that... 
my halo didn't have my hair all stuck in it. Now I've got all these photos and I got there was so much celeb spotting yesterday. I got all these photos with all these celebrities <laughs> were, and I can't put any of them up because my hair looks like a crazy Hold on, person. What, what would happen if you put them up if people what, no, nothing say, would happen, Margo. People put, would be like, oh, look up. at your hair. What up. happened to your hair? Put them up did so you, everyone can enjoy them. Yeah. Did you notice that your hair stuck in your head, Ben? Yes, I did after the fact that it was too late. I got a photo with the Melbourne Cup trophy <laughs> what, what, and my hair looks crazy. I can't. Yeah, good. What's that, what's it's that movie? Something about Mary where they got that yes. stuff yeah. caught in their hair. And yeah, they, yeah Cameron that's Diaz. It looks, it looks like that happened to you. <laughs> Could you imagine what... Corey didn't want to fix it. Delta Goodrum <laughs> thought as she, Margot stumbled towards her <laughs> going, oh, can I get a photo? <laughs> <laughs> I literally look like a crackhead. <laughs> oh, he had Actually, one job. Hang on to all that. All day. Song. Yeah, I know. I know that you need uh, that yeah, shortly yeah, when we go... Uh, he managed, managed to get all the bets on. All he got himself a drink at the yeah. bar, got all his bets on. He just couldn't keep my hair down. Well, get the sperm out of your hair. <laughs> Margot, you'll be happy to know I haven't seen the pictures because you've texted them to me and I'm with Optus uh, and they haven't come. Oh, no. I've uh, got nothing on my uh, phone. Bloody Optus. Oh, just tell me I look oh, beautiful, Dan. Yeah. Lift, Optus. Lift. That hair looks good. I think you could start a trend, mate. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Old jeez <laughs> hair, Parker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Get the Toyota forklift advantage. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Marto's Thought on Sport. Margabe, go with me here. The one-day uh, one World Cup of cricket is on in India. We've been talking about it briefly, and we, we figured at the start of the tournament this is probably the last time they'll ever have one. That may be well proven incorrect because it's been the greatest mm. one-day tournament the world has ever seen, and last night there were miraculous, incredible scenes when Australia played Afghanistan. Who would think that you'd actually say that? Australia v Afghanistan has produced the most remarkable result. Afghanistan batted, made 292, the first time in Afghanistan batsman has ever made a ton. 292 Australia were chasing. It had never been chased in a World Cup. It's very hard to chase down that many runs. Are you with me so far? I'm with you. Australia go to the crease. We didn't bat very well at all. Give me give me a couple of those early scores there, Dan. You've got it on your phone, haven't you? Oh, we were the, four yeah, for so 49 Water made stage. 18. Head yeah. came in, got out for yeah. a duck off two yeah. balls. Mitch Marsh made 24. Yeah. Labuschagne made 14. Yep. Josh English comes in. All right. Golden, Golden duck. duck, so now they're on a hat-trick. That's right. Hat-trick ball, Margo. So two wickets in two balls. In comes mm-hmm. Glenn Maxwell, the big show. Don't forget, he fell off that golf buggy and got concussion only five days ago. Okay, he comes in. You're not expecting much. You're going, holy shit, there's trouble here. He gets dropped twice. Australia make it to 791. Maxwell's still in there. Pat Cummins, the captain, he comes in. He survives a lucky LBW review. Anyway, that's Maxwell. So he's been nearly out three times at this stage. He then starts cramping up, batting on one leg. We're at seven for 91. It should be all over. Afghanistan, this would be bigger than the Wallabies getting beaten by, by Fiji in the, at, the, at the Rugby World Cup. We're gone. He's hitting on one leg when he was on a hunt. Actually, here's some of the commentary. Gone. He doesn't know which leg to stand on. He, he, he couldn't run, Margo. <laughs> Do we so need he, that he just Matty said Hayden. to Pat Cummins, "There's no singles, mate. Let's yeah. just have a slog and see what happens." Here we go. He was on 120 runs at that stage. The last 80 runs. Oh, oh, well, I haven't even told you yet. He made a double century. He made 201 runs. Not out. Not, Not out. out. I couldn't get it. It was the first Australian double century ever. It was the first ever time in the history of cricket that a man batting lower than number five, he was number six, scored oh, 200. It was. It's extraordinary. 
Actually, the, the, all, all of the, the other batsmen, yeah. Marto, made 77 um, runs. All of them combined. All the eight whole of them, I think. Australian team made 77. He made 201. And just tell me, I never realised that anyone had scored 200. He's the 10th guy, tenth guy to do it or something. He's the 10th highest scorer ever, Margot. Rohit Sharma has hit hey. 264, playing for Jeez. India against Sri Lanka. And right. Martin Guptill's hit 273. Incredible. We end up down the other end. Pat Cummins scored 12 runs off 68 balls, but well he stuck done, with... Just stay in. He stuck with him. Here's, here's as he hits. Which bit's this as he hits the winning runs? Glenn. Oh, this one here. Pressures that through the offside for four more. They won't stop that either. Maxwell to 195. Limping around on, on one leg. The next thing you know, he hits a six. We win the game. And then he gets man of the match. Ooh, what a surprise. <laughs> Glenn, first things first. Physically, how are you doing? Horrific. <laughs> Horrific. 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 All right. Let's have a look at this in the light of day. Okay. He falls off that golf buggy. He's ruled out of Saturday's game last Friday. So it falls off the golf buggy Thursday. We're only five days later, and he has hit the greatest innings that an Australian has ever hit in one-day cricket. What are you saying? What? I'm saying that this head injury concussion protocols are nonsense. (laughs) He was in the zone. Five days after you get knocked out, you can be the most incredible sports people. AFL, rugby league, rugby union, stop with the 12 day stand down, you need to be playing because you're at the peak of your game. So, if you're a kitty listening to this, get yourself a golf no, buggy, get stop, Dad to drive no. it as fast as possible, no. don't wear a helmet. we got to go to the traffic of the news before, before Marto the suggests to good cricket that is coaches to be half unconscious. take a rubber mallet to training and, yes, and just everything. dong all no, the other players. That's how you coach cricket, you just hit kids on the head and go, get out there and bat, kitty. Not thinking so they can't think because that's, they can't. That's right, play it. <laughs> well done, everybody. Let me play this can't as we go it. to the break. 104.5 Looking forward to our pre-show meeting tomorrow morning, yeah. Marto with his rubber mallet. Yeah. 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 Here's some sense I'll knock into you. Keep it up. Triple M breakfast. There's been quite a bit of rain about recently and everything is just completely come back to life. It's it? a, like a miracle, Margot. Look, the crunchy grass from last Thursday, Friday, that rain, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and a little bit yesterday. Everything's gone green again and started growing. It's amazing how quickly it just turns on its head. Magic. There'd be people looking at their lawn going, oh, my God. Is, it's like Day of the Triffids out there. I've got to mow that now. Bloody nightmare. Hey, no, aren't we in Movember? Thank you. You don't have to mow it at all. Call us, one triple three five three. Text through 0484101045. A lot of people listening to this show are very handy and responsible. We'll they do their own their lawns. Lawn. If your neighbour has a rat shit lawn, though, you've got to sort out. Why don't you text us on their behalf? We'll come out and sort it out in Movember. Yeah, give us a job. What's it techni- technically? I'm not mowing anyone's lawn because I'm no good. Well, Is you can you, if you want it. No, but bollocks won't dob themselves in. But there's someone two doors up won't, you know, has, needs a hand or your mum or your auntie. Marto but can we're, mow. we're I'll, literally going to be mowing, yeah, right? No, yeah. no, well, Marto mow. I'll snip. You can blow, Margot. Okay, I can blow. Yeah. I'm good at blowing. Beautiful. Perfect. Um, is this a chance to do lawn porn on that note? Um, because... Oh, Margo. Lawn porn. Because I said I'm good at blowing. It's, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. I've got is a it? mate of mine. Yeah, I've got a mate of mine when he was 11, took his toe off, his big toe. So he's never been able to wear thongs. He's always been a masseur sandal sort of oh guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. How do you lose your toe? Because his dad was too lazy 
and he told his 11-year-old son to mow, and he he went over aggressively when he when he started it because he was only you know not big enough probably. The mower sort of got away from him and sat down and cut his toe off. Jeez. How, how my, bad did the dad feel? My dad upended the mower into the, like, we had a little dam in the backyard and he used to mow really close around the edges on the ride on. Right on. And just he went one in. and ended up in, People in can the die. dam. You can die doing Dra- it. Drown, yeah. Glenn Maxwell was on it with him. It wasn't a we, golf cart. <laughs> well, remember I took out to take three days off work that day, uh, put the whippersnipper, I was whippersnippering in bare feet, Bumped into something and whippersnipper ran across the top of my foot and got infected. Yeah. No, but that, that was only last year. You were in hospital for like five days. Yeah, that's right. We're talking Movember. If you need your lawn sorted out after this rain or you've got an unruly neighbour whose place is getting overgrown, dob them in when you can call one triple three five three. This or isn't flick a radio text. nonsense. We no. are coming out to mow your Literally. lawn and whippersnip and Milo blow. will mow. Oh. I'll snip. Margot yeah. will blow. Oh four eight four ten one zero four five. You can text there. Oh. And we're talking. You don't want to do it. You if you're not a professional, we, are we bringing in the equipment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 I've got a blow. What if they have like a hundred acres and we need a slash? No, no, no. Or we're or not something. doing acreage. Remember that time we oh. offered to do this about a year ago? I ended up the other side of Biwa doing a two and a half acre <laughs> property that hadn't been mowed for two years, and uh, we, we had we had listeners helping. We won't enlist any pro listeners. It'll just be us doing it. Julian, you had to blow, snip, blow, snip, blow, snip, blow, snip, mow, blow, snip, Margo, blow. It took me <laughs> two and a half hours to whip a snip around the boundary of this joint, and there was a blow. Oh, I don't want to talk about it, but I will I come and do your suburban mow. Julianne from Logan Reserve are talking about injuries. Oh, God. Sister, Sister chopped, chopped the top, the top off her toe. toe. Mowing. Ryan's yeah. got a whippersnipper injury for us. Ryan in Fernvale, what's happened, mate? Yeah, just the top. Um, yeah, morning, guys. Um, probably about 10 years ago or so now, and um, I just started dating this girl and uh, wanted to impress her, and her, her lawn needed doing. Yeah. And I just had a whippersnipper and uh, I said, oh, we'll probably need to pick up the dog poo beforehand. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, don't, don't worry, just poos around the fence. Really? So um, just as I start whippersnipping and uh, I scream and drop the whippersnipper, she thought I'd hit myself. Mm. But I'd hit a, hit a freshie and oh. a, a bit of it had gone straight up my nostril. There's nothing worse. The my... <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> worse, Ryan. Well, I hit the back of your throat, Ryan. <laughs> Did, uh, I couldn't get the smell out for hours. Now, Ryan, does Oof. that, whenever you smell dog poo, does it remind you of that chick? Yeah. yeah. What sort of dog? Was it a big dog? <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, the staffy. Oh, like a great dame. Oh, 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 little turd. Wow. And it was a hole in oh, one, Ryan, Ryan. Just straight into your nostril. Boom. Straight up. Oh, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. All right. Stand by, everyone. Peter right, so Paul. should we get Margot to blow first any dog poo off the lawn <laughs> no before race. you, mate? Okay. Can't be blowing any dog poo. Shovel. Yeah. Shovel. Margot's on the snip. rake and the blow. Mm, You're on the get mow. the plastic bag. I'm on the snip. And listen to Peter. Listen, here's a health warning. I've been told. Pete, what happened? We're talking injuries while mowing or uh, whippersnippering. Yes, Wayne. I, I used to, Blake used to live just down the road from me. Um, his father was mowing. This is going back a long time when the Victor yeah. mowers never had sides on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on And uh, he, uh, he was mowing and his son was out there. I think he was about eight at the time. And he hit a dog bone and it shattered Ooh. and it went, went in above his knee. Who did right. the young the young bloke? The young bloke, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a stake uh, into the knee. Yeah, it just it wasn't a big piece, yeah. but it went in there and um, <clears throat> excuse me, and it uh, it got infected. Oh, they dear. didn't know the bone was in there. There, and um, 
at Turf and all them days and they didn't have the technology and they had to amputate his leg off. Oh, he Jesus. Oh, I didn't, didn't realise it was going to be that nasty. Jesus. Did they oh, use the mower or did they go to hospital nah. to do it? <laughs> Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. You may not have noticed because of the pomp and ceremony going on with the Melbourne Cup yesterday, but the RBA put interest rates up by 0.25%. They now sit at 4.35%. That's the... <laughs> Which for many people equals over 6% to the borrowings. And yes. someone we want to have a chat to, the Executive Chairman of Yellow Brick Road, Mark Burris. Good morning, mate. Welcome to Triple M, sir. Good morning. How are you all going? All right. I heard good, mate. But I heard you say you were in shock. Um, yeah. What's going on? Well, I'm in shock because... I didn't expect the Reserve Bank to do it, notwithstanding that the, the general media narrative was they are going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm in shock that the Reserve Bank let Australians talk him into it. So it looks like we willed it upon the Reserve Bank. That's the way I look at it. Oh. There was no need from what I look at, when I look at the data, current data, there's no need for the Reserve Bank to put the rates up because the current data didn't uh, warrant it. The current data doesn't say the inflation's out of control. The current data doesn't say that unemployment's out of control. The current data doesn't say the GDP's out of control. In fact, everything's going the right direction based on the number of rate ri- rises they've already imposed on us. That's so your why? shock. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's them in shock, I mean. Well, because what I think they're doing is they're looking for the future. So they're saying, the way I read it, I mean, you never know these people because they don't sort of tell you everything, but the way I read it is similar to the way I read their statement back in, um, whenever it was, 2021, when they said interest rates won't go up until 2024. They're looking at the future. So they're saying, we would like inflation, we've been predicting inflation should come down to, you know, 3.5% by the end of 2024. But based on the current information we have, we don't think that's going to happen under 2025. Because we don't think inflation is going to start coming down until 2025 to where we want it, or where they think is a a reasonable place for it to to hit. Because that's the case, we're going to hit you with one more rate rise just to bring it forward to our original predictions. So, like, who cares whether inflation comes down at 3.5 in um, December 2024 or March 2025? I mean, I mean, I don't care. I don't think the general Australian cares. I don't think it's going to have such an economic impact on the on our country that three months is going to make that big a difference. But I tell you what, it does do. It certainly makes a massive difference to those people who are going to have to pay an extra 25 basis points, an extra quarter percent for the next 18 months. Well, listen, low income earners. Yeah. Can Can I just ask? So the, the petrol's going up. One of the biggest ones is the fuel increases. We got no control over that. We got no control out of the reaming by the supermarkets with prices going up. That's we're we're spending money because we're being forced to spend money. Why can't they work on those sides? A hundred percent. So you know. Uh, that, that's a very important or um, intuitive position that you've just taken. We are not spending like drunken sailors on everything we can get our hands on. Sure, we might have been that when we first came out of COVID because yeah, we had a lot yeah, of yeah. Uh, pent-up demand, a lot of cash in our pockets because we've been spending money for a long time. But we are not, Australians are not spending up like spending like drunken sailors. So we're not going out and saying, ah, let's you know fill the car with petrol and we'll, we'll empty it out tomorrow and we'll go and fill it up again the next day. We're not going to the you know, lunches and say, let's go to long lunches. We're not catching aeroplanes and flying first class wherever we feel like flying. That's not the case. So why do they have to change our behaviour? Because we're not going to change our behaviour. We're still going to pay the price that petrol is. We're still going to pay in the supermarket what the price of tomatoes are, if we like tomatoes or cucumbers or whatever we have, etc. We're going to still pay the same price for milk, notwithstanding the supermarkets put the milk up because we've got milk to give to whoever we've got to give the milk to. So this is just the nonsense. It's not going to have the effect or the desired 
effect that they expect it to have. Just let it r- roll itself out. I mean, I don't know where this 2 to 3% magic number comes from. No one's ever explained it to anybody. Yeah. This 2 to 3% inflation number. No one's ever explained it to anybody. It's maybe it's 3.5, okay? I mean, I don't know. Just off the top of my head, 3.5% is not too bad. If my wages go up by 3.5% per annum and my inflation is 3.5% well, at least I'm um, treading water. I'm sort of keeping abreast of things. So why is 2 to 3% the big magic number? And why does it have to happen faster? I mean, like, and because they'll say, oh, well, there's some people who really suffer from inflation. In other words, the money they earn doesn't buy them as much. I get that. But guess what? Hitting them up with a really high interest rate on their mortgage is worse. You're actually making their cost of living much worse by putting interest rates up. Well, good on you, Burris. We appreciate your um, sticking up for us, mate. I mean, you've made a lot of money over your career on the, sort of the other side of things, but well, we like you speaking out on our behalf, mate. So hopefully get in the ears of some people who, who listen and maybe we can get it back under control. Thank you, sir. Well, no one else will. I don't know what the hell is going on, but no one ever seems to want to say anything. I mean, I don't know where our politicians are, but no one says anything. They just all sort of sit backwards in the sit back in the shadows and just let it roll, roll along. Good on you, mate. Forget it. Keep them honest. Mark Burris, Executive Chairman of Yellow Brick Road, host of the podcast The Mentor and Straight Talk there on Triple M. Get some Triple M breakfast wherever you can. Mardo, Margo and Dan on Triple M. Triple M breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Hey, guys, uh, spent the day in the birdcage yesterday and I don't want to name drop or big note or anything Mm. like that. Uh, But there was some celeb spotting. To be done. Remind and, everyone um, what the birdcage is, because I've never been to Flemington. It's the fancy part of the uh, Flemington race right course. Up. It's gotcha. all the way down the other end. They make you walk the furthest, and you know, okay. high heels walking far distances mm. doesn't go hand in hand. Uh, but it's where all the fancy people are, or if you can get yourself, you know, a wristband into one of the marquees. Mm. Schweppes have a marquee. Penfolds had a marquee. Um, Furphy had a marquee. We were in the Tab Corp suite. Um, and there was lots of, you know, high rollers sort of like, getting like around. Who? Give, me, give well, me a bit. I'll give you some corporate high rollers. What about uh, David Gallup, the former NRL uh, mm. CEO come soccer, cricket? Jesus. He's now... He always looks like Wales a bit menu. of a dork, though. That doesn't impress me much. Gil, McLaugh- Gil McLaughlin, oh, the former the big AFL boss. <laughs> um, okay, what about Laurie Daly? Loz Daly? Oh, Laurie yeah. Daly yeah, was yeah, in you there. You're getting no. me now. Uh, Bill Shorten. No. Does that get you across the... No. no. Okay. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Brown. You'll like this one, oh, yeah, Dan. You yeah, like okay. AFL. I'm happy with Brownie. Like Brownie. Yeah. Jonathan Brown was in there. And then, yeah. of course, you know, your influencers and your, your um, TikTokers and whatnot. Uh, then you got your singers. There was Delta Goodrum. Oh, that's Rob, impressive. Uh, Rob Mills, Marsha oh. Hines was a little steady, unsteady under the under the feet. Uh, oh, the Marsha, cor- Marsha was yeah. wobbly. Yeah, she had someone walking her around. Uh, the cause performed. The Irish John, band. Yeah, John Stevens. He performed. What? Um, who else was there? Oh, your resident magi- magician. I got a photo with him. Apollo, you know, the guy from mm. The Bachelor. He doesn't often wear a shirt. No. Uh, okay, what about this one? These were. Uh, oh, then there was all the NRL folks. So you had, um, you know, Corey Parker was there. Was he? Mick Innes. I heard um, he was blind. Pants down. Blind. Yeah. Yeah. Pants like down. His wife, his wife, poor, long-suffering wife. Mm. She's on Triple M, actually. She had to help him out of there. <laughs> Ryan Pappenhausen. Oh, now um, I'm impressed. Yeah, Nathan Cleary was there. Really nice. 
nice. Both of them stopped, had a chat. They were getting photos with everyone, you know, all the mm. drunk Did idiots. they help push the wheelie bin? Yeah, you know, the wheelie bin you had to put Corey in. Did they help push it out the door? <laughs> out the they helped me put there? him in it. Yeah, they right helped on. me put oh, him good. in it. Yeah. Who was limping more, Corey Parker or Ryan Pappenhouse? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually me. It was the first time I'd worn heels since I tore the ligament in my ankle. Man. And I resisted. I was walking that long walk back to the train station and I resisted and resisted and then I finally caved and I gave in and I was one of those girls walking around barefoot yeah. with Good. with my shoes in my arms. Um, height Mata, comes at you, a price. Let's all remember that. Height comes at a tremendous price. You might know this one. There was a few New Zealand All Blacks there uh, just fresh off the World Cup loss to the Springboks. Mm. Uh, Damien McKenzie. Yeah, beautiful looking man, isn't he? Really nice mm. guy. We oh. ended up having a few drinks with him back at the Today. QT. Um, Chris Smith, uh, the former, was he a rugby league? Or yeah, he player? don't know. I think he was league player. He was the model he guy. He was the model. No, he was a Meyer ambassador. Yeah. He was married hey, he, to Danny Minogue. He played rugby league for Meyer. Yes, and David, <laughs> no, played David But the Jones. one I was most, oh, Courtney Vine was there. How dare I? Courtney I love Vine, Courtney the, Vine, the, the redhead girl. Yeah, yeah the Matilda. Uh, but the ones I loved the most was uh, Miles and Archie, uh, the Shep brothers, shipmates, they do, uh, they're like TikTok YouTubers uh, and they do the commentary. So they started out doing uh, AFL commentary lip, lip and they lip sync. They lip sync over the commentary and they sort of act it out. And they, you know, they've moved into Origin. They love the Origin. I caught up with them. Super fun guys. I said, hey, we should get you on our show. And they said, yeah, we'd love that. You know, like get in touch with our manager. And then I was like, oh, no. No, just give me a number, you idiot. I'll call you. But there was, yeah, the stars were out in, in full force uh, yesterday. We well, can at see the one in the bed behind you in your hotel room. Oh, Is yeah. that, has that star risen yet, Corey he's a Parker? Bit worse for his, wear still. In his underwear. You're right, Coz. No, he's gone. No, just got a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Triple M Breakfast. If your yard is massively overgrown, we had a lot of dry spell for a while there, but it's been a bit of a downpour the last few days. Everything's come good. That's right. Call us now, one triple three five three, or text us on 0484101045. We here at Triple M are going to get that yard sorted for you. I believe you're mowing, Marto. I'll snip. Margot's going to blow. Yeah, Barney Denise, maybe, if you were supposed to go and do her lawn. Step back, we'll do it for you. Dobbing an unruly neighbour, too. They're making your street look mm. garbage. Text us. We'll sort it out here at Triple M. Text number 0484101045.